Now, if you would turn to the book, the book of John, the book of John, chapter 9, verses 1 through 7, and it reads, And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that which is born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but the works of God, uh, neither has his, this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God shall, should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. Lord, please bring a word like only you can. Right now in the midst of this hour, in the midst of us being outside fellowshipping together in the midst of the pandemic, allow even some people at Wawa to receive a deliverance from your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want to speak to you from the subject, I don't want a job, I want my purpose. I don't want a job, I want my purpose. Amen. 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 Billions of people go to a job every day that they don't like. In fact, more people die on Monday morning than any other day of the week. That's how much we hate what we do. That's a true statistic, by the way. Because people go to jobs they do not like, they are wasting their abilities, their energy, their gifts, their bodies, their talents, their time, their brains, their skills, and their anointing. It is an aeronautical fact that if you leave a plane in the hangar and never fly it for several years, the engine will be of no use. Conversely, if you fly a plane with the frequency around the nation, around the world, it will be in better condition than the one standing still. The reason why the plane that is flying uh, is in better condition than the one sitting in the hangar is because it's operating in its purpose. The plane in the hangar is in fact eroding and falling apart because it is not operating in the purpose in which it was designed. Many of you that are sitting here or in your cars right now are eroding and falling apart. The reason why you are falling apart is because your job is a hanger. It is allowing you, it is not allowing you to use your gifts, your talents, your mind, your skill set to your full potential. And because you have a nice office and a paycheck, you, you have pacified your emotions and manipulated yourself into acting like you are happy when your mind is not working. We spend one-third of our lifespan on a job. This year, you will spend 2,080 hours on a job. Most of us will have, 40 year, uh, have a 40-year career span. Mathematically, this equates to you spending 83,200 hours on a job you don't like. Oh, you spend an average of 10 hours at your job and 8 hours sleeping and 6 hours free. 
You spend more time in your day doing something that you don't like than working on something that will cultivate you. You need to make up your mind that you are not going to spend more time doing what is not helping you develop. God did not put you here to be miserable. He put you here to be prosperous and take dominion and authority over this world. Most of our jobs have us living paycheck to paycheck when Christ, in fact, tells us that he came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. If you are in a job that is giving you adequate pay, you are out of the will of God. You should be producing something that allows you to operate in abundance. I know some of you can't handle this, and, uh, and this sermon may not be for you, but, but since I'm outside, we're going to have class anyway. Because 87% of us do not like our job. 50% do not feel satisfied or fulfilled. 25% say that the job is the number one stress factor in their lives. 41% of you are living paycheck to paycheck. 70% are not motivated by what we do. 50% are underpaid. 67% are in the wrong field. And 72% are being undermined so you won't succeed. You were not born to be in a permanent job situation. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to go somewhere with it. I'm trying to go somewhere. No matter how much clay you put on a Coke bottle, in fact, no matter how much clay you put on this bottle right here, this, this Fiji water bottle, no matter how much you put around it, 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 it it's not going to change its shape. The problem is the bottle represents your job, and you keep shaping your life around your job. Nowhere in the Bible did the Bible, did God ever say get a job. Don't, don't, don't quit your job. Yeah, just walk through the sermon. He said go to work. It is amazing that everything understands this principle but people. Cars work. Watches work. Checks work. Money works. Planes work. Computers work. Ants work. But we get a job. I want to suggest to you that jobs are from the devil. Because jobs are designed to take your focus off your purpose. Jobs are designed to keep you distracted from what it is that you have been designed to do. God gives you an assignment and an assigned person, purpose, but the devil gives you a job. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Some of you are frustrated because your job is taking your energy, your drive, and your motivation away from you. And you are getting upset at God because you know that there has to be something more to you in life than this. God is sitting in heaven saying, I'm waiting on you to seek you first. The kingdom of God and my righteousness, and, and, and I'll add all these things unto you. I'll take you to another dimension, but I need you to wake up and work the work that Jesus was sent to show you how to work. Oh, see, work is the activity that exerts strength in order to perform a function or a duty. I'm not telling you to quit your job. Hear me well. Maxwell is not telling you to quit your job. Too many of you are not operating your gifts and ask for an overabundance of benevolence already. What am I telling you? But what I'm telling you is that your job is not your life. 
See, I, I want you to have a different mindset when you go to work tomorrow. I want you to know, it, it, I want you to know in your mind that those are your co-workers and not your friends. I'm not saying don't have any friends there. I, I, I'm here to get a check. I'm not here to befriend everybody. You don't have to be with me. You don't have to eat with me. I don't have to go to the game with you. There is an assignment on my life and if you're not an accessory to my vision keep on stepping. The problem is you keep connecting yourself to people that are not ready to stomach what you have. Oh John 9, 1 says, and Jesus was walking along. He sees a blind man. Jesus did not have a job. He was work. He was, he had work to do. Jesus is not on the clock. He's just walking along. And he sees a need. He cannot keep walking as if he does not see it. And that is why people on your job don't like you. Because you always do stuff that isn't even in your job description. You don't know how to let stuff go undone. That's not how you got to have it in complete order. When something is out of disarray, even if it ain't your job description, you got to fix something. And people get mad at you because you understand that God is the one that gave you the power to obtain wealth. And even if I don't like my boss, I'm going to do a great job because God gave me this. There ought to be something in the people of God that steps up and compels them to do something when someone is in need. There should not be a person walking home from church or to church in all these blessed calls in the parking lot. Because if it was not for the grace of God, we could be walking too. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Jesus is walking and sees a blind man. I want you to please pay attention to the text. The blind man never asked to see, never expressed an inclination of wanting to be changed. But Jesus steps to him because Jesus does not want anyone around him that does not have vision. Y'all missed that. Jesus understands that if you don't have vision and you're around me, you will bring me down. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Some of us need to begin to reevaluate the people that we allow in our space. When you are around people that do not have vision for their life, they will begin to become intimidated, envious of you, and dangerous to you because they are upset because they don't have what you have. People that have life and vision rejoice in their blessings and in your blessing. Those who who don't have vision become haters and they'll try to bring you down. I want to tell you what Denzel Washington said. Denzel Washington said, those who can do. Those who can't talk about those who can. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Those who can do. Huh. Those who can't Talk about those who can. So don't worry about when people talk about you. You know what? The more people talk about me, the more I know a blessing is about to come because he said I prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Everybody was hating on us because we got free this and free that and getting mad about everything we did. And all of a sudden, United Way sent us a check to pay for everybody in the camp to underwrite all the salaries that we're paying and to make sure that the kids had breakfast. Can I tell you something? If you really got vision, you got to learn how to get comfortable with haters around you or you can't be blessed. You can only be blessed to the threshold of the pain you can take. 
Because he said, you shall receive a hundredfold in this lifetime with persecutions. And some of you all can't get blessed because you can't handle hate. You need to understand that hate is going to be there even before you make it because the devil is trying to show you and convince you that you won't be blessed. Remember the boy with the epileptic seizures? He had more seizures going on when Jesus stepped on the scene than before Jesus got there. Why? Because the demon knew it had to leave because Jesus was on the scene. There's a demon of poverty that's been in your house for so long and now that you're about to have a, a breakthrough, it begins to rise up even more and try to mess up stuff that's going on in your house. Try to call your car to mess up. Try to send unnecessary payments of bills to you because he's trying to convince you that you won't come out of your situation but I'm here to prophesy to you right now if you walk in the gifts that God gave you he shall give you an overflowing blessing a good measure blessing press down shaking together and running over the disciples asked whose fault was it his parents or his people that have a job mentality always look to shift responsibility and blame somewhere else they don't hold themselves accountable for their actions or the state of being of the things around them. But those who operate under the unction of the Holy Ghost can't help but step up and fix things that are out of order. There are some saints out here that can never get comfortable with chaos around them. They can't help but get things on their job, at their church, at their home in order because they understand that if you're not in order, you can't be blessed. See, we've got to get the modern day saints, not, not the saint over here with that ugly hat on, I'm just <laughs> just messing with you. We, 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 we got to get the modern day saints out of a job mentality. We need to stop getting so caught up in titles. See, John Maxwell in his book, The 306 Degree Leader, explains that some people can lead from the lowest parts of their job because they have influence. See, I have some people here that I talk to, and maybe they're not a deacon or a minister or, or, or a trustee, but because they have a kingdom mind, I can lean on them for advice. Stop being worried about a title. Too many people want to be VIP in the church. I want this spot right here every time. I, I want to be right here. We don't went from pews to parking spots. <laughs> too many people, too many people want to be VIP. But are you about my father's business? That's all I need to know. If you want to be great, you have to learn how to serve. See, they asked Jesus who sinned, him or his parents. I like what Jesus does. He doesn't even answer the question. He just says, move out the way. See, some of us are going into a new season and need to get to a place where we understand that we don't have to answer every critic, every question, every tweet, every text. We don't have to defend ourselves from every rumor, every gossiper brings. We just need to throw some elbows and clear some space between us and some people that mean us no good. They are corrupting and stifling our gifts and our relationship with God. COVID-19 has already given you an excuse to stay away from folk create some elbow room so you can begin to create some space between them and close the space between you and God stop trying to please everybody nobody can understand your vision but you the
problem is you keep trying to be T.D. Jakes or Josh Myers or Kobe Bryant. You keep trying to be all these different people. Just be yourself because copies aren't as dark and not as clear as the original piece. Y'all got to understand, stop trying to duplicate everybody and be yourself. Remember when David went out to go to war? He wanted to go fight Goliath. And you know what he did? He had the armor on, Brother Diedrich, and he couldn't hardly walk, couldn't hold it, took the armor off, grabbed a rock and a sling and went to work. I'm sure they was looking at him like, ooh, you gonna die today, but you can't use what everybody else uses. You gotta use what God gave you. He had a sling and a rock and he grabbed five smooth stones. Mama over here, first time visitor, when I, when I thought, when David went out with five stones, I thought he was scared he was going to miss, but when I continued to exegete the text, I began to realize that Goliath had four brothers and so David was like, don't start none, won't be none, but if I kill you, I kill your mama, your daddy, and your cousin and whoever steps to me in the... He was confident he didn't put on what Saul wanted him to wear to go to war. He put on what he knew. Stop trying to start an accounting business and you don't know what four plus four is. If you can cook, go bake a cake and make some money. Stop trying to be what it is you saw somebody else be successful with. You know, pastor asks me all the time, they say, how does your basketball work? How do you do this? Because when I do this, it don't work. I said it because it's my authentic self. You got to create what it is that God has created in you because God created you to do something that I can't do. And God created me to do something that you can't do. Do you understand that you have a unique fingerprint? And if you steal something, leave your fingerprints there, they'll come get you and nobody else because that was your hand. Can I tell you something your gift works like that there's a purpose that only you can complete but you gotta stop trying to be everybody else some of us, it's just like David. David went out there to fight Goliath and then have an anointing with the armor on because that's not what God called him to use. But once he took off the armor and grabbed his sling and a rock, then God anointed him and he killed the giant. I believe some of us have an anointing that's just looking at us and say, girl, if you just be yourself and stop trying to be sister girl, I'm going to get in you and you're going to walk in prosperity. You're going to walk in power. You're going to walk in anointing, but you have to be your authentic self that was a whole nother sermon that was a commercial break but I need you to walk in your authority and when you walk in your gifts you will begin to get blessed at an accelerated pace see I'm believing that even though 20 even as 2020 comes to an end God will pay you full time for your gift See, the word is not coming from someone who has not struggled to get to the point of operating in their gifts. Once I made up my mind that I was go not going to set up for a job but wanted my purpose, God blessed me to be at Newbies Grove within a month. God is in the business of financing your gifts because they're for him. Do you understand that? There's some entrepreneurs here. You got to understand that your job, if it's a job that you don't like and it's not connected to your destiny, it's not your job for you to go out and go buy some more high heels, go buy some more Gucci, go buy some more Fendi, go buy some more Nikes, go buy another car. No, God has given you a job 
for seeds to plant in your destiny, in your purpose. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? God had me stop my real estate company for eight and a half years. He let he gave me clearance to open it up in March, and now it's blessing, and now I'm walking high, walking in Atlanta. Now I'm happy to be here. I realize I ain't miss as much. I miss my mama and cousins and, and sister them, but I realized what I really miss about Atlanta was my money. Keeping it 100. I, New Beach Grove paid me well, but I didn't have no car note when I was doing real estate. But now God has allowed me to do it again. And I believe because he let me do it now, he wanted me to lead by example. He didn't want me to open up my business too early because he had to put me in this posture of knowing that at New Beach Grove, entrepreneurs about to spring out. I've already prophesied and some people have already started businesses, but I'm believing God even before the close of 2020. Some of y'all going to write your own job description and get another job that really won't be a job. It'll be your destiny. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't mean, you got to get to the point that you far more valuable than a paycheck. Nobody can pay you adequately for the gifts God has endowed you. See, some of us, see, I need you to shout in your car. You ain't got to shout to me and claim what God is going to give to you so it can manifest in what it is. Because you you are called to produce revenue. See, we couldn't have got that building without people who are blessed to help us get this building. See, when, when you struggle to make a difference, you will never struggle to make a dollar. You hear me? The reason why people give to us is because they see us trying to make a difference. So we'll never struggle to finance our dreams. And it may not come at the point we think it should come, but money going to come right when you begin to step out on faith and do what God has called you to do. And the same way your church do it, because you are part of the corporate uh, uh, formation of Newbies Grove. If God blesses Newbies Grove, he has to bless you. And if he blesses you, he has to bless Newbies Grove. As you rise, the church rises. As the church rises, you rise. We are all in it together. And you got to walk in your anointing and be blessed. See, God will bless you for the seeds you plant. See, night is coming when you won't have to work. Night is the darkest season. More millionaires are made in a recession than any other time. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. Thank you. It's stored up for the righteous. Money is about to start finding you if you exercise your faith. You got to exercise your faith, and money will find you. And it's amazing, uh, Brother Diedrich, the sermon was inspired by Chris Rock's stand-up comedy act, Kill the Messenger. See, one of his jokes was comparing the difference between people that have a job and people that have a career. We're going to say the career is your purpose. Job people hate career people because they are always happy about what they do. People with a job hate what they do. People on a job have they, people on a job have too much time at work in their mind. They are ready to go once they punch in. People with a career never have enough time in the day because they always come up with innovative ideas. I was laughing because the way he told it with his comedic Ooh. with his comedic timing. Well, that ain't good. I'm gonna keep on preaching. But with his comedic timing, it kept on. But the inflections he did made it so funny. 
And I realize that some of us are living below our purpose because they have allowed their job to take them off course. I need you to understand that you were created for more than a job. You were created to work. You were created to leave it as we finish. Just leave it down there. Nobody, nobody can fire you from what you're called to do. No one can downsize what it is that you, that God has purpose for you. Jesus saw the blind man spit on the ground, put mud in his eyes, and told him to wash in the pool of Siloam. And told him to come back. When the blind man returned with his sight restored, Jesus was gone. The Pharisees asked him who healed him. He didn't even know who healed him. I have a problem with some of the high class Christians that forgot where you came from and don't remember that God has brought you from a mighty, mighty long way. I have a problem with people who do not understand that if it was not for the Lord on your side, they would be on the streets begging just like some of the other people that we turn up our noses at. It wasn't your name. It wasn't your degree. It wasn't your contacts. It wasn't your influence it was God do you know how many people got foreclosed this year how many people don't have food on their table but in the midst of a pandemic you still striving some of y'all behind on your rent but God still has you living there like you paid it can I tell you something for me a job would not sustain you the word of God does you are you are you survive by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the father it ain't you that takes care of you is God seek your purpose and watch God add everything to you it be all right. ain't nothing but a distraction got to stay focused even when stuff happens don't you stop doing what you called to do we can get another screen longer than it hit me or hit somebody we good you got to understand that setbacks happen you got to understand that every now and then when something go wrong in your life you got to stay focused on what it is and you see I said you know what just go away because I want you to be focused on what the word is telling you some of us get distracted by small things that fall around our lives but you got to keep pressing toward the mark of his holy call you can't let a failure take you off course you can't can't let nobody distract you. You got to be around visionaries that can help lift you up. Oh, I know the trustees went crazy when they saw it, but it'll be all right. At the end of the day, baby, you can't let the devil distract you from what you called to do. You can't let the devil move you from your post. It don't matter how many things fall around you. It'll be all right. Do you know that David, not David, Peter was walking on the water. He was walking on the water. And then all of a sudden, he started seeing the waves and he started to sink. But you know the funny thing about it? The waves were already there. The distraction was already there. But because he was focused on Jesus, he was okay. Keep your eyes on Jesus, not the screen. Keep your eyes on Jesus, not the pastor. Keep your eyes on Jesus, not your job. Keep your eyes on Jesus, not the infirmity. Keep your eyes on Jesus, not the disease. Keep your eyes on Jesus, not the poverty. Keep your eye on Jesus, not the racism. Keep your eye on Jesus, not Trump. 
Keep your eye on Jesus, not the Democrats. Keep your eye on Jesus, not the Republicans. Keep your eye on Jesus, not your broke down car. Keep your eye on Jesus, not where your next paycheck going to come from. Keep your eye on Jesus, no matter what happens in your life. If you focus on him and the work he asks you to do, you will be all right.